All right. And so continuing to zero in on stories, if you're tuned into uh, this feed, uh, you may have noticed that um, uh, the Brianna Gay uh, trial with uh, Girl X and Boy Y uh, is uh, the dominating story of this particular podcast feed right now. Um, <clears throat> I do have uh, some additional material that is uh, being published to uh, the Mr. Williams Laborhood News Facebook page. Uh, we continue to just kind of put up our lefty messaging and, um, and you know, sort of propaganda posts on the Mr. Williams Laborhood General Facebook page. Uh over at Swapcast for Swap USA, um, uh, started um, the uh, Ruby Doss story. Well, continuing the Ruby Doss story, uh, Phoenix and I, uh, we first got into the Ruby Doss story together in 2014, and um, it is back. Uh, so we are back to the Ruby Doss story. So Brianna Gay, Ruby Doss, uh, will generally always have a climate change at the periphery like even right now as i look at uh, my own weather application what's going on here uh the 10 day forecast only has it getting under 40 degrees two times the rest of the days are the mid to upper 40s that's the 10 day forecast and right now it is the 13th so come december 23rd it will be somewhere between 48 and 50 degrees. I'm dreaming of a green Christmas thanks to climate change. Capitalists, they be stacking that grip while we all have to go insane or something or other like that. All right. So not looking great. Sea level rise not looking awesome. Uh, folks out there in um, Illinois, uh, in an area that seems to be known as a bit of a little Palestine, they uh, did a protest, shut down businesses, um, even shut down consumption. Like people were like, no, we're just not even going to spend money today, let alone not work. We're not going to spend. We're not going to engage with this economy as we call for a ceasefire. And there is um, uh, video news coverage of that going up to the Mr. Williams Laborhood um, News Facebook page. And I'll go ahead and link that there to the Patreon. So if you prefer the Patreon feed, everything can kind of filter in there. I'm wondering, too, folks, I'm going to look for comments. Not a lot of comments come on Patreon. Not that many people are subscribed anyway, but comment. Do you want me to like my memes and whatnot that I put up? Let me just share those to Patreon, too. Like, it's, it's a click away. Like, I can do that, too, and we can kind of load up there and loc up there as the social media landscape changes. All right, but let's get into it. It's 2.18 a.m. I have a shift to get to. I have a shift that I got off of 12 hours ago. Um, in Kentucky, uh, things aren't going too right for a woman's rights. Uh, we're looking at Frankfort, Kentucky, coming off of the Associated Press and uh, republished at pbsnews.org. Uh, a pregnant woman in Kentucky who filed a lawsuit demanding the right to an abortion has learned her embryo no longer has cardiac activity, her attorneys said Tuesday. 
And breaking news here at noon just hours ago, the Kentucky Supreme Court released a decision on abortion, saying it remains banned in the state for now. The entire opinion by the Kentucky Supreme Court is 150 pages long, so let's break down the key points. The court did not decide on whether abortion is constitutionally a right. In this case, Planned Parenthood was arguing on behalf of clinics in Kentucky that perform abortion, not an actual patient. And that is the part the Supreme Court said was missing, having a patient. The court sent the case back to the circuit court, upholding the trigger law for now. Today, we spoke to Adia Wachner with the Kentucky Right to Life, who said Attorney General Daniel Cameron has fought for this day for months. has been steadfast and unwavering on this issue and kept to his commitment. He has a stellar team. We still have work to do, and I believe that the team is prepared to do that work. Now, in this ruling, the Supreme Court justices emphasize this is not the end of the abortion battle in Kentucky. The court will hear the case again if and when a woman sues on her own behalf. Just before noon, Attorney General Daniel Cameron issued this statement telling us we are very pleased that Kentucky's high court has allowed these laws to remain in effect while the case proceeds in circuit court. This is a significant victory, and we will continue to stand up for the unborn by defending these laws. That news clip was recorded and published in February. This uh, article went up December 12th, which is essentially yesterday, 2.54 p.m. The plaintiff's attorney signed their intent to continue the challenge to Kentucky's near-total abortion ban, but did not immediately comment on what effect the development would have on the lawsuit. The complaint was filed last week in a state court in Louisville. The plaintiff, identified only as Jane Doe, was seeking class action status to include other Kentuckians uh, who are or will become pregnant and want to have an abortion. The suit filed last week said she was about eight weeks pregnant. A new lawsuit today challenging Kentucky's abortion ban. This time they're suing based on a real case, a pregnant woman only identified as Jane Doe. When the ACLU last went to the Supreme Court, the court decided doctors could not sue on behalf of their patients. So the ACLU would need an actual patient willing to come forward. Well, after several months, it seems they've found someone. Jane Doe is about eight weeks pregnant, according to the ACLU, and said in a statement, quote, the government is interfering in my private matters and blocking me from having an abortion. The ACLU is arguing the ban violates Kentuckians' right to privacy. They take away the power to make decisions about your own body and your own future. They instill fear and stigma. They take the right to make medical decisions away from patients and providers and give them to ideologues and politicians. The ACLU filed the motion as a class action lawsuit inviting other women to join in. The abortion ban went into law more than a year ago now. We reached out to Attorney General Daniel Cameron's office. They tell us they are currently reviewing the new complaint. Published four days ago, that was from WHAS 11. Continuing from PBS.org. A flurry of individual women petitioning a court for, for permission for an abortion is the latest development since Roe v. Wade was overturned last year. 
The Kentucky case is similar to a legal battle taking place in Texas, where Kate Cox, uh, COX, a pregnant woman with a likely fatal condition, launched an unprecedented challenge against one of the most restrictive abortion bans in the U.S. But unlike the Texas case, little is known about the Kentucky plaintiff. Her attorneys have insisted they would fiercely protect their client's privacy, stressing that Jane Doe believes, quote, everyone should have the right to make decisions privately and make decisions for their own families, end quote. Uh, that quote's coming from Amber Duke, executive director for the ACLU of Kentucky, and last week her legal team also declined to disclose whether Jane Doe still needed an abortion. Let me pause there. Um... This is majorly for safety, all right? Those fucking Christo-fascist conserva monkeys out there will murder her. They will firebomb her house. They will lynch men connected to her. Just know, Confederate states is be still Confederate. Almost want to take Cornell West language like there's a, there's a niggerization of folks that step out of line with the white patriarchal hegemony. All right. And also, I would note the language that was used up upstream in this article where they spoke on any um, Kentucky person that might get pregnant. So they went with ge- they went non-binary with gender on it. Like, uh-uh. nah, the murderers are on the prowl. Like, they want to dox, stalk, and murder. Let's just keep it real why her identity needs to be hella private. Uh, Continuing. Uh, uh, Again, um, the ACLU, they are, uh, I mean, uh, her legal team uh, declined to disclose whether Jane Doe still needed an abortion. Instead, Jane Doe's attorneys urged other women who are pregnant and seeking an abortion in the bluegrass state to reach out if they are interested in joining the case. You know, take a little action with the class there. Uh, The lawsuit says uh, Kentucky's near-total abortion ban violates the plaintiff's rights to privacy and self-determination under the state constitution excuse me when someone is striving towards getting an abortion what's really happening especially in the world that we live in is they're working to reclaim their own agency they're working to take ownership of their futures moment is the turning point for abortion rights. And it's not only a turning point for abortion rights, it's a turning point for our humanity. We're being pulled in this fighting stance, this position of defending what little we have. We created the society that we're living in, and that means we have the ability to change it. The crumbs and the infrastructure that we're given, it's a construct that people made. The world defines us as defenders or protectors or fighters because we're always up against attacks that sometimes the world doesn't get to see this other deeply held identity of us being visioners, imaginers, strategists. What calls us back to that visioning stance and back to that dreaming world of 
demanding better, demanding more, it is reproductive justice as a North Star. Reproductive justice is a framework where you see every aspect of a person's life that enables them to determine their future. Reproductive justice is all about seeing ourselves and trusting and believing in what our needs are because we know ourselves best. We're the experts in our own lives and no one can take that away from us. Needing access to things like abortion can be a really, really integral part of realizing that future, of realizing that vision that they see for themselves and for their families and for their communities. It's about thinking ahead, thinking, what do I want for my life in the future? What do I want my life to look like? Who do I want to be there? What do I want that, you know, that entire feeling to be? That's visioning work. The work that we do of sort of bridging gaps and connecting people to resources and ushering people along in their um, their dreams and their their goals and their their hopes. I mean, that is building futures. And that is a unnamed speaker from the Center for Cultural Power. Mm-hmm. Self determination. Now, um, continuing from PBS.org. Uh, saying, quote, uh, Jane Doe sought an abortion in Kentucky, and when she could not get one, she bravely came forward to challenge the state's abortion ban. End quote from the uh, ACLU Reproductive Freedom Project and, de- and Deputy Director uh, Bridget Amiri. Bridget Amiri. Bridget continues saying, quote, Although she decided to have an abortion, the government denied her the freedom to control her body. Countless Kentuckians face the same harm every day as the result of the abortion ban, end quote. And again, keep this person private. Uh, Continuing. According to court documents, Jane Doe had a medical appointment for December 8th after the lawsuit was filed uh, where, uh, oh, December 8th, This is after the lawsuit was filed. And she further learned that there's no cardiac activity. And and that was discovered after an ultrasound was performed. So there you go, clown servatives. Like, note this story. All right, keep this story in your back pocket when the clown servatives are like, hey, heartbeat. There isn't one. Now what, doofus? They act in bad faith. They won't care. I guess be on the right side of history for that three minute interaction you might have. Again, I, I can't stress that enough. They don't care. All right. The cruelty is the point. That's Western culture. They got their hands on gunpowder and proceeded to expand their dark ages to the rest of the planet. Continuing. In the Texas case, um, Ms. Cox, a 31-year-old mother of two, had been seeking uh, court permission to end her pregnancy in a state where abortion is only allowed in narrow exceptions when the life of the mother is in danger. Not for fetal anomalies. uh, um, And before the Texas Supreme Court on Monday, they rejected Cox's request. 
and her attorneys said she had left the state to get an abortion elsewhere because she could not wait any longer due to concerns that remaining pregnant would jeopardize her health and her ability to have more children. Somebody's having an abortion, so they want this abortion so they can breed more. But again, if you point that out to the clown conservative, they don't care. They want their cruelty now and they want to eat it too later. They don't give a blue fuck about, frankly, much of anything but their own enjoyment. And guess what? Given that they are sadists, they enjoy being sadistic. Other than that, they might also like monster truck shows and, you know, football games and stuff like that, too. Lutel Gaten, come on. Uh, continuing. While Cox is believed to be the first to make such a request, her legal team and other experts anticipate other challenges among the dozen of uh, other GOP-controlled states where abortion is largely prohibited at all stages of pregnancy. Meanwhile, a handful of separate legal challenges are taking place across the country, highlighting the stories from women who were denied abortions while facing harrowing pregnancy complications. Earlier this year, Kentucky's Supreme Court faced um, a refused to halt the state's near-total abortion ban and another outlawing abortion after, after the sixth week of pregnancy. The justices focused on narrow legal issues, but did not resolve larger constitutional questions about whether access to abortion should be legal in the state. Gee, they won't answer questions? They won't solve questions? They won't clarify? Let's think about this. These folks were born, raised in families, to my understanding. Maybe they weren't. I'd wager they were. I'm guessing maybe families with a wee bit of class privilege and all. You know how income disparities can be. (laughs) And they went to school. Apparently they may have done a good job in school. You might get a buy here, a pass there, but they seem to have done what they were supposed to do for the most part. Right? Reading things learning things, getting the answers right. They figured that out. They got it through elementary, middle, junior high, high school. They went up to college. They studied law. They became lawyers. They took it serious. They passed the bizarre and they had careers as lawyers and they were ambitious and they were so good at being lawyers, they became judges and moved up and moved on to where they are Kentucky Supreme Court justices and you're telling me they can't figure it out now? Bullshit. They're bad faith actors and they don't care. Continuing. The legal challenge revolves around Kentucky's near-total trigger law ban and a uh, separate six-week ban. These were both passed by Republican legislative majorities. 
The trigger law was passed in 2019 and took effect when Roe v. Wade uh, was overturned in 2022. It bans abortions except when they are carried out to save the life of the patient or to prevent disabling injury. It does not include exceptions for cases of rape or incest. It does not include exceptions for cases of rape or incest. Mm -hmm. Kentucky voters last year rejected a ballot measure that would have denied any constitutional protections for abortion, but abortion rights supporters have made no inroads in the Republican-controlled legislature in chipping away at the state's anti-abortion laws. Well, ain't that surprising like the sun rising. As a result of the ruling, patient-led challenges um, are our only path forward to strike down the bans under the right to privacy and right to self-determination. And Amiri, our representative here, says one last thing to close out. Quote, we will do everything we can to restore abortion access in Kentucky. Folks, nothing is ever going to get better. No one likes to tune into that. Things might get pretty all right. Maybe. Things might get okay. It's possible. Hell, here you go. Here's a little hope for you. It's probable with limits. There you go. This is now a positive, happy, and or go lucky podcast. And you as you happily go lucky about your day or night, please be as safe as possible wherever you are.